It was once described as the Pentecostal gold standard. I knew him as just Pastor Jack, and I would describe him as a bridge among Bible-believing Christians. Earlier this week, Jack Hayford went home to Jesus. He was 88. I got to know Jack Hayford when I first moved to Southern California as the speaker for Haven Today. For 50 years, we shared time slots next to each other on a powerful FM station in Los Angeles. Pastor Jack was a lot of things. He wrote music, like the praise song Majesty. He was a pioneer using television and radio to grow. He founded what became a megachurch in Hollywood before there even was such a term. Countless celebrities met Jesus and worshipped each Sunday at Church on the Way as their pastor preached verse by verse through Scripture. Before he retired, he planted the seeds for what became a Spanish congregation with even more thousands. Jack Hayford, with his Savior, not forgotten. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series this week called, What Do We Do Now? Something we don't often think about is how much the Christian life is about regularity, like breathing, inhale, exhale. We inhale the Lord's promises, His grace, and His love. We exhale our sin, our self-reliance, our pride. The Holy Spirit draws us in to strengthen us and encourage us by the Word, then sends us out to love our neighbor and bring glory to our Heavenly Father in, out, week in, week out. It's the rhythm of grace. And that same inhale and exhale is reflected in our week, isn't it? In a moment, we're going to think about the early Christian church and how they inhaled the teachings of the apostles and what it looked like when they exhaled the gospel. It's an encouraging lesson that will remind us what we should do now that the holidays are over and we're getting back to let me put it in quotation marks, normal life. Charles Spurgeon understood the Christian rhythm, and I think he wanted you and me to know it as well. Day by day, morning and evening, it's so important to breathe in God's Word. And this is how we find the sweetness of Christ's presence in our lives. And this is how we can be a blessing to others. I think that's why Spurgeon wrote his daily devotional simply called Morning and Evening. One page every morning, one page every evening. All of these devotionals are grounded in God's Word, which will help you stay grounded in Scripture throughout the year. And the special edition of Morning and Evening that we have for your gift has a gold-stamped binding, easy-to-read typesetting, plus the writing has been gently adapted into more modern English, which makes it easier for you to enjoy. I want to share this with you after the program when you make a first-of-the-year gift to Haven today. You just need to call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us on our website. You can make your gift there and ask for morning and evening at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And one last time, in a few days, we're doing a series on Jesus and money. And I'd love to feature you on the program and how you're being a good steward of your finances in the midst of these more hard financial times. Call 865-HAVEN. 
and just tell the person who answers that you'd like to record a short testimony for us to possibly use on the air. And now let's start the program with Pat Barrett and Morning by Morning. Daily, daily, I surrender. Grace for today is all that I need. Surprised by your mercy that's new every morning. Awaken my soul to sing. Oh, awaken my soul to sing. I will trust. Haven today. What do we do now? I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Pat Barrett opening the program with Morning by Morning, I Will Trust. We've been thinking about the rhythm of grace, how you inhale, how you exhale. On our weekday program, all week, exhale as you work, attending to your daily needs. And then as you focus on the tasks that need to get done, 
You can then inhale as you gather with the Lord's people to celebrate your new life in Christ. In, then out. And throughout the year, we're doing the same thing. Exhale, constantly exhale. And then we celebrate Christmas. We take a breath of fresh air as we remember why Christ came and the freedom we now have in him. And then the new year begins. And that's where we are now. The busyness of the holiday season is over. We've just taken in the glory of Christ's incarnation. And now starts the work again, all over. Many of us make our resolutions. We perhaps have even started to work on those resolutions. Exhale, exhale, exhale. But soon Easter will be with us. Another moment to inhale the Lord's grace as we remember the crucifixion as well as the resurrection. The earliest church committed themselves to listening, to fellowship, and to love. So now that a busy season has come to an end, what do we do now? We need to be filled with Christ's love and live our lives for his glory by faith. Sometimes I hear from Christians who are concerned about the church calendar or having a regular schedule. It sounds a little legalistic. It sounds like just checking off tasks on a to-do list and not having a living and breathing relationship with the Lord. And that is a very real threat. But it's a real threat no matter what kind of rhythm we keep. I've seen legalism in strict schedules, and I've seen legalism in the spontaneous. Legalism says the way I live is pleasing to the Lord, and he will save me because I live this way. It's self-reliance, and self-reliance can happen anywhere. But we can praise the Lord that when he freed us from that, when he died and rose again, he's freed us into the in and out of the gospel. Just like the Apostle Paul said, just as you received Christ, walk in Christ, in and out. Confession, faith, love, service. This is the life we've been saved into. And that's not just something we live here in the Western world. It's how the church has been living ever since Christ sent out the first believers from the Middle East. One of the very first descriptions of the Christian church tells us about three breaths that the first Christians committed themselves to, three inhales, three exhales that mark their Christian life. If you don't believe me, just listen to Acts 2, 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This was the early church. The first group of believers in Jesus. And Luke, the author of Acts, tells us in this description that the earliest church had three regular practices, three breaths they took together as a community. And by the way, before I talk about that, let me mention I'm visiting my grandkids on the East Coast. 
I'm actually recording this program in a car, and it's raining outside. Can you hear the raindrops? Back to the message. Inhale, the apostles' teaching. Exhale, fellowship. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were committed to hearing it regularly. Sitting under the apostles' teaching was vital for them. As we know, the apostles were commissioned by the Lord to lead his flock to feed his sheep. And the earliest Christians understood all that. And they devoted themselves to hearing, to listening, to following their teaching. We don't have apostles today, but we have the Word. And we have access to amazing teaching on the Word. But more than that, there is something really special about gathering with God's people to hear the word together, to inhale together, to exhale in fellowship. And that's what the early church did. Their first breath, they inhaled the word, the teaching, the love and grace of the Lord declared in his promises. And then they exhaled in fellowship. They spent time together. And that leads into the second breath. Inhale, breaking the bread. Exhale, prayer. That's what Luke said. They devoted themselves to breaking bread and to praying. The breaking of bread is a reference to the Lord's Supper, but it can also mean simply sharing a meal together. I can't tell you how many times I've felt the most loved by the Lord as I've shared a meal with brothers and sisters in Christ. There is something about that time that just fills you up like nothing else. It's a deep inhale of the real present love of the Lord. And then they exhaled in prayer. We are filled up and then we turn outward. Fellowship fills us with the love of Christ. And then we turn to the Lord in prayer for the needs of our community. It's only in fellowship, real fellowship, that we learn what our brothers and sisters are going through. It's only when we spend time together that we become aware of the needs all around us. And as we are filled, we are empowered to pray. And that leads me to the third breath as it's raining outside. Inhale. The wonder and awe of the Lord at work. Exhale. Service and love. As they lived their lives in this in and out rhythm, the Lord was at work. Luke says that people were turning to Christ every day, daily. Signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. And as they lived this Christian life, the Lord was moving, and they were filled with awe. And this awe overflowed out of their lives. They were selling their property. They were taking care of everyone in need. This was the love of Christ overflowing into tangible love for the community of Christ around them and for one another. Something we can learn from the early church is how to care for one another better. We've lost a sense of that communal belonging, I fear. But we can pray. We can devote ourselves to the Word we can devote ourselves to fellowship. And as we do so, we can trust in the Lord to empower us to love and to serve those around us. This is something that Charles Spurgeon talked about in his morning and evening devotional. He understood that time with the Lord was what empowered us to love our neighbor. 
Ted's Tongue reads to us from Spurgeon's words from October 16th. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. John 21, 12. In these words, the believer is invited to a holy nearness to Jesus. Come and have breakfast implies the same table, the same meat. Yes, and sometimes it means to sit side by side and lean our head upon the Savior's bosom. It is being brought into the banqueting house where the banner of redeeming love waves. Come and have breakfast gives us a vision of union with Jesus because the only food that we can feast upon when we dine with Jesus is himself. Oh, what union this is! It is a depth which reason cannot fathom that we thus feed upon Jesus. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. It is also an invitation to enjoy fellowship with the saints. Christians may differ on a variety of points, but they all have one spiritual appetite. And if we cannot all feel alike, we can all feed alike on the bread of life sent down from heaven. At the table of fellowship with Jesus, we are one bread and one cup. As the loving cup goes round, we pledge one another heartily therein. Get nearer to Jesus and you will find yourself linked more and more in spirit to all who are like yourself, supported by the same heavenly manner. If we were nearer to Jesus, we would be nearer to one another. We likewise see in these words the source of strength for every Christian. To look at Christ is to live, but for strength to serve him, you must come and have breakfast. We work under much unnecessary weakness on account of neglecting this precept of the Master. None of us needs to put ourselves on a low diet. On the contrary, we should fatten on the marrow and fatness of the gospel, that we may accumulate strength therein and urge every power to its full tension in the Master's service. Thus then, if you would realize nearness to Jesus, union with Jesus, love to his people, and strength from Jesus, come and have breakfast with him by faith. I'm so thankful we could have my friend Ted Staunton on the program, sharing encouraging words of Charles Spurgeon. Ted and I would say the same thing Spurgeon just said. If you would have nearness, union, love, and strength from Christ, come and have a meal with him. That's the gospel. The Lord Jesus stands with open arms, ready to welcome us home. All we need to do is come to partake of his love. And as we do, we are strengthened to live in his love day by day. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to 
my trials here Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment I've no cause for worry or for fear He whose heart is kind beyond all Unto each day what he deems best Lovingly it's part of pain and pleasure Mingling toil with peace and rest The Norton Hall Band from Morning by Morning, that's the album, and the song is called Day by Day here on this Haven Today. 
Just a moment ago, we heard another reading from the inspiring devotional called Morning and Evening with Charles Spurgeon. You might think, how can a book written over 150 years ago still speak to me today? Well, the simple answer is because it was rooted in God's Word, and it points you to Jesus. I really want to send you this special edition of Morning and Evening that we have for your gift to the ministry. It has a leather-like cover. It has a special gold stamping on the binding. It's easy-to-read typesetting. And the language has been gently adapted for readers in the 21st century, as opposed to Spurgeon's Victorian English. So at the beginning of 2023, this is a perfect time to take up the challenge and focus more on God's Word. Why don't you call us right now? And for your gift to the ministry, we'll send you a copy of Morning and Evening. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online to our website. Make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And as we're starting the first month of a brand new year, If this ministry is a blessing to you and you join us all the time, may I invite you to become a Haven Partner? That's somebody who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly. Ask about becoming a Haven Monthly Partner when you call us or you can read about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again next time, won't you? When again together, we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Redeem the time. Words from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 4 A call to walk wisely in this world, not unwisely, but where is wisdom to be found in a world so intent on undermining the Lord's purposes? Just one verse back. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. If you want to redeem your time and walk wisely in this world, you can't be a zombie. Your eyes must be open to his love. Christ's light must be shining in your heart. Only then can we walk with the eyes of faith as salt and light. And as we walk, we have hope. One day soon, this faith will turn into sight. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.